This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Urantia Radio Podcast. In a moment, we'll begin our profile segment where we look at dynamic personalities littered among the fifth epical revelation. And as is sometimes the case, I feel compelled to provide some context to the story. And in this case, we're going to talk about Cain and Abel. But in order to understand the context, let's first step back and review the Adam and Eve mission for those who are not familiar with the Urantia narrative. Now, most of us know the biblical story, but for those who aren't familiar with the Urantia narrative, Adam and Eve were not the first human beings to live on Earth, and they were also not extraterrestrials sent to conquer the planet. They weren't spacemen, which seems to be a trend, a popular cult trend uh, that we hear about a lot. Nor were they the first actual human beings as they are depicted in Genesis. So what were they? Well, Adam and Eve were divine beings, but in material form. The Arantia book tells us that Adam and Eve's are common throughout the universe. They're called material sons. And that is to say that as spiritual beings, they are in material form, and their intent is to raise the biological profile, you could say, of the existing human race. And that means raising their intellectual profile, their ability, their spiritual perception, and their physical uh, uplift as well, which is why they were here, which is also why they have been woven into all of our legends. Legends may not always be factual, but most are based in some truth. And Adam and Eve did set a new course for humanity, and it was a divine plan. But the plan was disrupted because Adam and Eve lost patience, or at least Eve felt it was better to try a different approach and know it was eating fruit. A shortcut is what she did, and she wanted to move the divine plan along faster, and it led to the so-called fall of man. Now that's your context of the story that we're about to tell and the profile that we're about to do, and hopefully you will have had your interest peaked, and we can get to the main profile piece on Cain and Abel, the world's first sibling rivalry. And that's up next on your Rancher Radio podcast. Profiles Cain and Abel, humanity's first family drama. In continuing our series on fascinating personalities from the Rancher papers, this time we take a look at Cain and Abel, from the Garden of Eden. Most of us know the story. Adam and Eve had two sons, Cain and Abel. We know from Genesis in the Bible that Cain and Abel did not get along. They were famous for not getting along. In fact, we know from Scripture that the world's first murder occurred when Cain slayed Abel out of a fit of rage. But is there more to this story? What were the circumstances behind this fascinating drama of humanity's first modern human family? 
From the narrative we have from the Arantia book, the time was about 37,000 years ago. The Garden of Eden was located off the coast of northwest Syria, not far from Latakia. The garden occupied a small peninsula, now underwater, but at the time shot westward toward Cyprus. Adam and Eve had spent about a hundred years in their new garden home. They had already had a large family, and while the divine couple were pleased with the progress of building up their progeny and the community of the first garden, a progeny that would still be here today, according to the revelators, had the plan succeeded. But meanwhile, little progress was made by the material son and daughter, now in their 117th year of the plan. From paper 75. After more than 100 years of effort on Urantia, Adam was able to see very little progress outside the garden. The world at large did not seem to be improving much. The realization of race betterment appeared to be a long way off, and the situation seemed so desperate as to demand something for relief not embraced in the original plans. At least that is what often passed through Adam's mind, and he so expressed himself many times to Eve. Adam and his mate were loyal, but they were isolated from their kind, and they were sorely distressed by the sorry plight of their world." Progress we define by their mission, which was to uplift the then-existent human race, the Cro-Magnon man, both intellectually and spiritually. In short, Eve tried to improve the pace of progress and was convinced by the influences of a Nodai tribal leader and of Caligastia, the fallen prince spoken of in the Bible as the serpent. Here is a brief from that time, again, paper 75. But the fallen prince was persistent and determined. He soon gave up working on Adam and decided to try a wily flank attack on Eve, and their plans were accordingly laid for entrapping the mother of the violet race. Paper 75, 2, 4. It was farthest from Eve's intention ever to do anything which would militate against Adam's plans or jeopardize their planetary trust. The Melchizedeks, before departing, had especially enjoined Eve as to the peculiar dangers besetting their isolated position on the planet and had in particular warned her never to stray from the side of her mate. That is, to attempt no personal or secret methods of furthering their mutual undertakings. Eve had most scrupulously carried out these instructions for more than a hundred years, and it didn't occur to her that any danger would attach to the increasingly private and confidential visits she was enjoying with a certain Nodite leader named Serapitatia. The whole affair developed so gradually and naturally that she was taken unawares. And so Cain was born, the symbol of the fall of Garden, not the true son of Adam, but of Eve and the human Nodite, Cano. This event caused the divine circuit to be broken. Eve had miscarried the divine plan, and Adam and Eve were forced, when the savages from Cano's tribes came, to turn every stone in retribution. So Adam and Eve, with their family, including the newborn Cain, headed eastward to the river valley, settling between the great Euphrates and Tigris, the breadbasket of the Middle East. Cain was the firstborn of the second garden, Abel, the secondborn, in the new home of Adam and Eve. He was the first son to be born from the divine parents who had now been cut off from divine sustenance. That is to say, they were no longer to partake of the fruit of a specific tree that gave them what we might call 
super powerful nutrition that prevents cell damage, thereby preventing aging of the material bodies for which they possessed. They were truly superhuman, but now, having defaulted from the divine plan, Adam and Eve, and now Abel, and all other subsequent offspring, were only slightly higher than mortal, and no longer immortal. And so it goes, as with all siblings, rivalry starts. Cain was always jealous of Abel. Abel shared both parents. Cain did not. Cain, whose job it was to grow crops for the Adamic family, competed with Abel, who was charged with the herding of the animals. Cain had had it, and Abel knew how to get under Cain's skin. And Cain, being more belligerent and therefore less patient, struck down his brother, the world's first murder. Cain eventually repented, but the stain was there. It was a cloud that hung over the New Garden family. And we have to imagine the challenge facing both Adam and Eve, losing their younger to the older, who was the product of a miscarriage of a divine plan. Even the Game of Thrones couldn't touch this story. Here from the Arantia book, Cain was in his early 20s when he left the second garden, from paper 76. And so Cain departed from the land of Nod, east of the second Eden. He became a great leader among one group of his father's people, and did, to a certain degree, fulfill the predictions of Serapatatia, the father of Cain, for he did promote peace between the divisions of the Nodites and the Adamites throughout his lifetime. Cain married Ramona, his distant cousin, and their first son, Enoch, became the head of the Alamite Nodites. And for hundreds of years, the Alamites and the Adamites continued to be at peace. Noted from Wikipedia, we know an ancient pre-Iranian civilization centered in the far west and southwest of modern-day Iran, stretching from the lowlands of what is now Khuzestan and Elam province is located here as well, as in a small part of southern Iraq. Is this, in fact, the land of Nod, Cain's new home? From Genesis 4, 5, and 6. But the Lord said to him, Not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. What becomes the lesson from the Arantia book regarding Cain and Abel? It comes down to temperament and influence, or what we call in the modern age, nature and nurture, what matters most. Tucked away is this little nugget of brilliant information and insight about parenting from paper 76. The observation of Abel's conduct establishes the value of environment and education as factors in character development. Abel had an ideal inheritance, but heredity lies at the bottom of all character. But the influences of an inferior environment virtually neutralized this magnificent inheritance. Abel, especially during his younger years, was greatly influenced by his unfavorable surroundings. He would have become an entirely different person had he lived to be 25 or 30. His suburb inheritance would then have shown itself. While a good environment cannot contribute much towards really overcoming the character handicaps of a base heredity, a bad environment can very effectively spoil an excellent inheritance, at least during the younger years of life. Good social environment and proper education are indispensable soil and atmosphere for getting the most out of a good inheritance. That's the lesson.
And so we come to our own conclusions. And so we come to our own conclusion on this profile edition of the Arantia Radio Podcast, Cain, the world's first problem child. Until next time, thanks again for joining us on the Arantia Radio Podcast. Now, have you read of the fable of Cain and Abel? Once there was in a scandal that shook the town. Cain became mighty jealous of brother Abel. So he rose up and smote Abel down. Now the Lord sure was hopping mad, and yet he was plenty sad to think that he had a man like Cain. The Lord spoke and showed his wrath, and Cain walked the path that led to a life full of pain. You can't run from the shadow of retribution. If you're bad, then you've got to pay for your wrong. Let yourself take a lesson from Cain and Abel. Don't lament, be content. Don't resent what the Lord has sent. And you'll find that you're bound to get along. <laughs>